Good to see you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Big wins for Arsenal and Southampton in the Cup. And Harry Kane has decided to stay. It's Thursday, 26th of August. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Jim Campbell. Howdy, everybody. Come and gather round for some football chat with him and him and me. Uh, boys, Harry Kane, he's decided to stay. Jim, you are delighted about this. You think it's good for football and Tottenham Hotspur. I did say that before the show, yeah. You said some other I things that will remain off the show. Yeah, no, I think it's it's a good thing that um, Spurs haven't been bullied by City. They've mm. just gone, no, no, no. However much money, mm. it's no. But Harry wants to come. No, yeah, no. Uh-huh. He did say in, in the tweet, didn't he, or, or his announcement that he's going to stay this summer. So you can tell in his <laughs> head he's going. <laughs> you right. won't believe the gentleman's agreement that Charlie's arranged for next summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, this this was sort of announced uh, by Harry on Twitter yesterday, about an hour after the ramble. So about an hour after this show, he'll probably be off to Manchester City. Do, do you reckon he went to Charlie? Has, has the ramble finished yet? Maybe. Right, let's often, show let's them. get working on the statement. It's often a consideration, <laughs> yeah, I believe, I so. uh, for the likes of Mina Riola and, and, and so on. But yes, he did confirm yesterday um, that he was. He wrote on Twitter, it was incredible to see the reception from the Spurs fans on Sunday and to read some of the messages of support I've had in the last few weeks. I will be staying at Tottenham this summer and will be 100% focused on helping the team achieve success. And it is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the hope that kills you. Mm. Nothing like a second leg of a conference league tie when everything's on the line to focus the mind. Well, they need him back. They need him back, Andy, because obviously they're 1-0 down in that tie. Oh, yeah, um, they weren't good in the first leg, were they? Not at all. Uh, Nuno Espirito Santo yesterday declared, it is finished. And I quite like that. He went up to the top of the stadium in his big, big wizardy gown with yeah. his staff and just went, it is finished! <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if he'd have said, I have met him, yeah, yes. that that would maybe have been a, a it would have a been a, line. an indicator. Yeah, we've been waiting all summer for them to actually speak. What did he say yeah, when he finally true. could? Maybe it's like the sort of the the video for Just by Radiohead, where he whispers something in his ear and then oh. and you never find out what it is. <laughs> and the it rest of the sound effect, the whole Spurs squad are just lying, just lying on the ground. Down, yeah, uh, blimey, I haven't seen that video for years. Um, did he, does fingers he... on the pulse as always. <laughs> yeah. I don't think even Tom York remembers that one. No. Oh, but what a video it was. Uh, do you think that he refers to Harry Kane as H now? I really hope not. Mm. It's strange that we were saying, Andy. Why would you? Yeah, Harry's easier to say than H. Maybe because he's the sort of undefinable villain in Line of Duty. Mm-hmm. Or did, hel- he, he or hel- a, helicopters land on him. He has taken a step towards being a villain this summer. Mm-hmm. I mean... That is the thing. We, we were talking about um, your feelings about this earlier, Jim, weren't we, when we got into the studio? And I was asking you if you felt good about the fact that he was staying when everyone knows he doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be too childish about that. Um, <laughs> no, I, I actually don't think that will affect Harry Kane because he a, he's a proper professional, isn't he? And he does love Spurs. Mm. You know, it's not like, yeah. you know, he, he'll probably be disappointed but he's a he's in a place where he's already happy. He'll just he'll keep scoring goals and like you know mug into the crowd, and then it will all be all be forgotten fairly quickly. And he will probably get the chance to move on in future. But I mean, even if Levy's got such a strong hand here, even if he runs down his contract and leaves at the end of it, 
that's still brilliant for Spurs because he came through their academy. They've not mm. lost money. The value they've extracted from him, even mm. if they don't get a massive transfer fee at any point, is 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 like is it is so profound that they, they will still I think want they're to prepared to do that. They will still want to extract massive value from him. I, I could see them selling him next summer. I actually wonder if Daniel Levy's overplayed his hand a little bit because if you're Manchester City, surely at this point you think, all right, we'll move on to Erling Haaland. Yeah, you know, or, or ma- Cristiano Ronaldo, Andy. <laughs> doesn't Erling Haaland? Exactly. Well, sorry, doesn't Mino want Erling Haaland to earn something like eight hundred grand a week? Though, yes, there was that was reported eight hundred and twenty-five grand a week. Actually, uh, yeah, I know what you mean with Harry Kane. Sorry, I forgot a hundred grand a month. Like yeah. it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Jim. Um, I know what you mean, though, Andy. Has he has he ever sort of played his hand? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, really, Kane should have had what what Grealish had in his. Um, Contracts, contracts. yeah, Champions League clubs, all all, all that kind of stuff. It's quite similar, although one has very much happened and one is obviously not happening, certainly for the moment. But I I would be surprised if, unless it was for way over the odds, and Levy goes, Well, there's no that he's not worth that much, unless it was that kind of money, then he's not going to sell to a a, what, what Spurs would like to consider a rival. Well, they are at least a domestic rival, there's no denying that, is there? I mean, you know, there might be a a little striker-shaped hole and a little mm-hmm. Harry Kane big buying amount of money at um, Paris Saint-Germain big in the near future. And big, big discrepancy in point totals, though. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So, as I say, we, we use the word rival loosely. Yes. But uh, going abroad, though, who's going who's gonna to buy him? That's the problem with the, with the situation that modern-day football finds itself in, is what, three? Well, no, now Barcelona, have, well, they didn't have any money. We thought they did. Uh, Real Madrid are all in on two other strikers. Exactly. Despite also not having any money. Yeah, I, I, they'll I be spelled really, out by somebody, don't worry. I, I think that really leaves PSG. Really, exactly. Yeah. And it's fair to say that they even they have to bow to FFP at some point, you would think. Yeah, not this summer. <laughs> yeah. What, do you think it could actually be the case that Man United... Um, Kind of reignite their interest in Kane if they have a good season. Levy doesn't want to. That's the thing. It's the great example of this was when um, Chelsea wanted Hasselbank and Leeds sold him. I know we're going way back here. Leeds sold him to uh, Atletico Madrid, and he essentially had to do a season or two, whatever, in Spain. I think they got relegated Atletico Madrid, and then he went to Chelsea. But I remember at the time, whoever it was at the top of of the pile at Chelsea was saying we really wanted him, and essentially had to wait for him. Now, I don't know whether that would have played out in Hasselbank's mind. Okay, well, I'll go there and then I'll come back. But th- that's how it was described. And I, I can't see Kane being sold again unless it's for an absolute king's ransom mm. uh, to another Premier League club. Um, so, but we, 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 should, we shall see. Um, so he is going to team up with uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, which will be, which we'll, we'll see if uh, he can get the best out of him. But there are other problems, though, at uh, Tottenham Hotspur, because apparently the Spurs players are not warming to um, um, Nuno's uh, sort of demeanour and attitude and, and his sort of uh, uh, man management and so on. And, and David Brent-style <laughs> antics is what I'm trying to get to. Apparently he went round each other, uh, each other, each player individually in a meeting and asked them, do you want to be at Spurs? I mean, when he gets the cane, yeah. surely that became the most awkward thing that's ever happened in that dressing room. Because <laughs> yeah. like, you've sort of been in the press all summer uh-huh. trying to move. Do you want to be here? Yeah. Are you going to ask Harry the same question now yeah. he's back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said, he, said, he said on Twitter he wants to be here. None of you lot have done that. Yeah. It's a funny one. <laughs> it is a funny it's, one. It's very pointed as well, isn't it? When you look at the, the stories about players like Tango and Dombele, yeah. um, it, it's, it's very, very awkward. 
Mm-hmm. But this shows you the, pl- the, 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 the player power at the club. Everybody knows that, that Kane is the most important player at that club and he is the main man. So it's kind of like, yeah, we just, we have to, you know, welcome him back with, with open arms and so on. I mean, but I do agree with you, Jim. I don't think there's too much doubt that he kind of loves the club. And... I, I don't know. Is it even player power, though? I I, I think... Well, actually, players, no, because if he did the have the players... power, he'd have left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the players will simply look at him and thinking, there is a guy who can help us get to where we want to go this season. I think that's how players tend to look at it. Yeah. Players don't judge it in the same way that fans they, or media do. And that, they and, used and to, they Andy. And they, they used shouldn't. to. They used to, didn't they? They've gone soft, is my point. <laughs> As I say, I cite uh, Nottingham Forest and Pierre van Hooydonk. Do you remember yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, I remember right. it well, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, what now for Manchester City, Jim? That's the big question because they actually they wanted a forward and yeah. clearly they were sort of teetering on the edge of kind of making an offer. I think, uh, according to reports, maybe there was only one formal offer. And that was another thing that, that pissed off Levy was the way Kane and Manchester City went about this. Mm. And he's shown, unless he's dealing with Jose Mourinho, he won't lie down and get his belly tickled. Yes, well, they've... Um... Apparently they did submit a bid of 150 million. So apparently that's what I read. But obviously mm. you read different things all yeah. over the place, so it's hard to know what's what's true and what's not. But um, I mean that shows that I don't think they were they were going to sell him at any price, were they? Realistically, well, that's what I mean. Unless it was an absolutely astronomical fee, yeah. where they go. We, I mean, and then that is an astronomical fee. That's you know, it is, it is. But I mean, I, yeah, as in but you mean like a world record. Well, like, as in, as in, he sold for a, an amount of money where people go. I actually think Spurs got the better of that deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what he was was waiting for. But with Manchester City, Andy, there's little reports, and I believe you're going to cover this on on, on the continent. But but Cristiano Ronaldo, because George Mendes has flown into Turin for showdown talks with Ronnie over his future. I always like that showdown talks. I haven't heard showdown talks for a while. Oh, you haven't been reading the tabloids, my man. <laughs> uh, yeah, showdown talks as if like they're at each end of the room with a with a gun on their hip. Possible, I mm-hmm. suppose. Yeah. I, I, I suppose nothing's to be uh, ruled out with George Mendes. Um, yeah, I, I, it, it would suit Cristiano Ronaldo and it would suit Juventus. What's but, that if he was sold? Yeah, mm. absolutely. And I presume, I mean, given that Ronaldo is 36, presumably fairly short term thing as well. So they could come back in for Kane. This is the week as well that Gabriel Jesus has, has declared that he'd rather play as a winger. So is they want, right? yeah, they're one striker that they do have on the books. It's like, like I, d- I want to be a winger actually, like well, the reverse Walcott. But, but that's a that's a Brazil thing because they've always seen him as a wide left player, right? And so sooner or later he was always going to say, yeah, I'm a wide left player because I do want to get into the Brazil team. Yeah. Or is it yeah. a case that Juventus were trying to get him as a part exchange for Cristiano Ronaldo? He was like, no, I'm happy where I am. I'll even play on the wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you see Ronaldo doing that? Do you think is is Ties with Man United would stop it happening, or does he not care about that? <laughs> that would be hilarious, wouldn't it? it would in like a really funny. quite depressing way. Yeah, well, the... it, hilarious or inevitable. Yeah, I know or, what you mean. Yeah, I think I think that it would be gutting for. Well, so I can't. You can't speak on behalf of anybody other than yourself, but I, I think it would be gutting for some Man United. He goes fans. and wins the Champions League. There, <laughs> oh, God. he's the guy that leads them to it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Penalty after penalty. <laughs> I, I, I think that t- t- talk, talking of tabloid newspapers, there would be, I guess, a few glum-faced Manchester United fans exposing Cristiano Ronaldo tattoos, wouldn't they? Yeah, there's oh, no yeah. doubt. There's no doubt Just about getting it. them off with cheese graters mm. in the stadium. <laughs> well, there. I mean, have a spare thought for those with Owen Hargreaves tattoos, Andy, because he did have a couple of appearances for Manchester City. <laughs> All right, so, you know, Peter Schmeichel, another one. Um, uh, Pep Guardiola, though, himself has suggested that he may leave Manchester City when his contract expires at the end of 22-23. 
brilliant timing. Yeah, just get he that out there. He exists outside of time, doesn't he, Pep? I think so. What th- a brilliant is that him, place to announce it. Is that so. him trying to bury bad news? We didn't get Harry Kane, but I might be leaving. <laughs> yeah, Pep, it's not really... Not really what we do. He said he might take a break, uh, which is what he did in 2012. Does, he? He, I, I love his little New York sabbatical. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. It's proper like, I, they've got to make a sitcom of that. Oh, big time. Like a sort of modern like dramedy type. Mm. Can you, know? you imagine him like watching a Pep different in the sport? city? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can imagine him. I mean, he got obsessed with ducks, didn't he? Yeah. And how their formations can, can you know inform the way Man City plays. So different sports, he'd be loving that. Oh, like him like shouting at a guy at... Um, you know, uh, someone who's in bat at baseball. Mm. Why did you not hit? Why did it like like Nathan Redmond or something? Like, it's it's really an annoyed. interesting idea, like him going to New York to take a break and wind down the intensity. Mm. I think really he needs to go to some sort of you know health farm in Utah or something. No, I he think doesn't. That, that, would, that would be more Times like Square it. and chill out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go and relax in Hong Kong. You know, like Singapore, somewhere like that. I think that's. I think it's good. He he said all this by the way, speaking at a financial services event. Which seems odd. Isn't that anything City do? Hey. <laughs> he said he would like his next step to be international management. Yeah. And he said this, we know this because he said, a national team, yes. Next step will be a national team. If there is a possibility, a national team is the next step. Yeah. <laughs> he needs a break now. He does. Because <laughs> he'll be like, he'll be trying to get, he'll be trying to get it so Spain can play in La Liga. And he'll manage well, as no, well. no, no, he's not because he said he'd like to train. I love his turn of phrase and I appreciate it's a second language and I'm genuinely not taking the piss. I do love his turn of phrase where he says he'd like to train for a European Championship, a Copper America or a World Cup. Yeah. And I was like, why not all three, Pep? Does, I reckon... Does Copper should... America not leap out at you there? Yeah. yeah. No, it, no, it, it sort of he's does. He's being falsely modest there, isn't he? No, he's I wanting think. to take a side who are going to be invited into the Copper America yes. and be challenging. So he'll either either form a new country or something, or he'll, like some region that's not recognised, he'll go and manage them, or I don't know. I mean, could he follow Xavi's footsteps and get in the in the pockets of Qatar? It wouldn't be that surprising, would it, let's be honest? Very much a sideways move as well. <laughs> exactly. I think it's... I think Brazil? That's... It's got to be Brazil, surely. Do you think? Yeah, that'd be fun. What, European Championship? <laughs> get invited in why not eh? why not um, incredible well yes Andy you are going to be talking about uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Kylian Mbappe on On the Continent yes, which is right. out later today because obviously Mbappe um, is you know subject of a, of a bid from Real Madrid that endless pot of gold they seem to have that they keep in Mary Poppins handbag um, but yeah so uh, this afternoon on Football Ramble Presents that's going to be where you can find more Andy Brassel Jim there was some football last night it was the Carabao Cup Arsenal hammered West Brom 6-0 yep. Arsenal score five or more goals for the first time under Mikel Arteta uh, which is which which shows you um, that uh, there is improvement because old Mikel Arteta said before the game that it'll take some time to turn the team's fortunes around he's a magician yeah look at it absolutely brilliant 6-0 big Mickey and the gun guns <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Aubameyang got a hat-trick first start of the season. You must yep. be feeling a lot better, a lot more perky. Genuinely, it's good to, to see him and Lacazette, who I, I, who will possibly stay now. I quite like to see him stay, to be fair. Mm. Um, good to see them. Well, And, you know, Saka and Pepe scored as well. Just all of those players getting off the mark. Anyone getting off the mark mm. is good, but particularly the forward players who just gain a little bit of confidence because they've all got to step up a little bit. And there's, there's an idea, isn't there, in football that, like, everything's sort of become binary. Like players are amazing or they're like a washed, finished player. And I think this narrative is starting to happen around Aubameyang. Now, he is probably past his best, but I mean, his best was pretty 
substantial. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's still a player that can offer a lot and Arsenal need him to do that. So the, the assist for confidence. The, the assist for the Pepe goal was brilliant. Yes. The readjustment for that, that mm. sort of uh, scissors move in mid-air mm. to sort of... Uh, Think right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play him in for an easy one. Yeah, that, that was that was brilliant. I think that was even better than his hat trick goal. Yeah, I actually think it is a decent win. All joking aside for Arsenal, because uh, it's the classic. All you know, playing against yeah. the side, doing well. And the to chairman. be fair, though, I mean West Brom pretty much played a youth team. They okay. gave a lot of debuts to players, okay. so you know their priority is clearly not the Carabao Cup. But you know, all so the same, it's a shame when anybody disrespects the Carabao Cup, Andy, because as we know, Manchester City don't do that. No. Yeah, you agree. Well, not when it gets to the final anyway. Certainly not, Andy. Yeah, well, they keep winning it, don't they? Well, they, uh, might, they might not play a striker in it this year, which seems pretty disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on, let's wait until the window closes. Yeah. They could get five strikers for yeah. all we know. You reckon they'll sign Cristiano and only play him in the Cups? Yeah, they'll probably get Aubameyang now, won't they? <laughs> 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 well, he's, he's he's up for the cup, isn't he? Let's yeah. get him in. Uh, Martin Odegaard and Ramsdale were, were thrust into the action. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That, what do you think? You know, and Ramsdale and Odegaard leading the lights. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed Odegaard. Um, he was a pretty tidy performance. Um, he was involved in Saka's goals. Well, and obviously, always lovely to see Saka score because he's just great. Um, and Ramsdale at one point was so pumped to claim a cross that he like he just held it so tightly. I worried he'd injured himself when he landed, so he's clearly like just pumped and ready for it and wants yeah. to make a good impression. But that's good. I mean, you know, just got to, you got to give him a chance now, haven't you? you now you, he's here. You, you a do. lot of people are very upset about the signing of him, but now he's here. Let's not be dicks. No, um, Fiorentina have signed Lucas Torreira on loan on mm. a season-long loan with options to buy at the end of the season. What's been going on with Funny him? Funny one with Torreira, it wasn't is, it? It's yeah. such a shame because he, he looked ca- like the answer yes. to a lot of questions. He and did then, at the start, didn't he? Yeah, and then, then Unai Emery started playing him a lot f- further forward, which yeah. was just bizarre to me. Because well, he's, he's, got, he's got all the long-range passing. Yeah. Why would you do that? I think, Maybe off the back of that goal in the North London derby. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's really unusual. I really like Torreira, but um, I think there's, there's been quite a sense in Italy of, oh, wow, Fiorentina are going to have this great midfield now. But we don't we don't know because he was great when he left Italy with Samp, but he's just had such a an In inconsistent time. like like couple of years. I mean, he started like five times for Atletico last season, and that was it. Um, he, he wanted to leave at Christmas, and yeah. they, they kept him because they didn't they, they didn't have the numbers. So it'd be good for him just to just to play again yeah. because he is a good player. Well, again, he, you would think he would be the archetypal player for for that midfield in Atletico Madrid. Yeah, absolutely. He apparently said to Mikel Arteta, he was like willing to stay and fight for a place as well. And I, I mean, obviously Arteta knows him better than I do, but I, I would have, I would have quite liked to have seen him given another chance. You given don't, you the don't fight at Arsenal. Given, no, well, maybe that's the problem. Yeah. yeah, it's just financial, really, isn't it? Like, yeah, they, they um, want they want him to inflate his value elsewhere in an area of the team that Arsenal have actually got a lot of competition. Yeah, yeah. Now, haven't they? And just get to a point where they can, they can flog him basically, mm. essentially. But, Although, I mean, with given. Thomas Partey's injury record it might, it might have been oh, smart to give him shame. another chance but, such a shame but we'll Partey. see but this is the thing Arsenal do need to raise funds because they've, mm. they've spent the most of any Premier League team this season which is crazy Yeah, I it's d- lucky you've got a cut money spinner on the way Jim <laughs> yeah. in, in round oh, three yeah. of the Carabao Cup they do need it Ars- Arsenal versus AFC Wimbledon I cannot wait that's great yeah, isn't it I'm, I'm glad that Jim's like at least pretending to be excited about it I, I am, am obviously very it. excited about it yeah yeah absolutely uh have you seen uh, the interview recently with Jack Wilshere? Yeah. Right. Yes. An interview with Just David I want to Orsten. give him a hug. I know. He's still without a club after being released by Bournemouth. 
And uh, yesterday he said um, that he may well retire, and he's still only 29. Well, yeah, because he can't find a club, can he? And I think there's this idea that he's he's not been playing because he's been injured, but he hasn't been injured for a long time. And I just feel like, Wayne Rooney, give him a call. Yeah, absolutely. I do agree with it. I find it so funny that, you know, he used to be a starter for England. I know, you know, five years or whatever it is is a long time in football, but he was, had such promise. And yes, he's had injuries, and yes, there's been questions about, you know, his professionalism off the field once or twice, but I, I and they were a long time ago as well, though. Yeah, I, I just, I just do feel for him, and I just think surely someone should take a gamble on him. Absolutely, and I, I mean, obviously, just because he's not going to be the same player that was, you know, mm-hmm. regularly in England squads, doesn't mean he's not going to do a job somewhere. Yeah, you know, it's, for me, the idea that he can't find a club anywhere is crazy, and I really, I, I assume part of the point of doing that interview was to to make that known, and I really, really hope he can get it back on track. Yeah, well, we're helping him out because we're trying to we're, we're extending his plea to these. Uh... Well, he trained, didn't he, pre-season with an unnamed Champo club, yeah, and uh, mm. didn't didn't quite. That's get definitely it. Derby County. <laughs> you think? Yeah, and didn't quite we, get it across I feel the like line. We know about that? Mm, he was, yeah, he was talking about overseas, wasn't he? He was, was, he was saying he's he's very keen about going overseas. We'll take you on OTC, Jack. Come on, come on, oi, get him to into Miami. That is the destination. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. Um, another corner. Not too worried about these corners. I mean, it might come back to bite me here, but I think Tottenham have got the dominant dominancy in the air there, you know, so I'm not sure anyone can get ahead on the first ball for Liverpool, apart from that. Oh, Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's time for emails. Show it, footballramble.com. Maxim Thornton there with a, a Marcus Miller appreciation email. Jingle. A nightmare fuel. <laughs> Absolute nightmare fuel. Love that, Thornton. So everyone else got a thin layer of sweat on them. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy it, though. Yes. It's excellent. Oh, I'd say you were uh, slightly aroused from that, Andy, if I may say. Right, Jim, you got the email. I do. It's from Joe Clemson, and he says, I was listening to Tuesday's pod last night, good man, and heard Pete mention that Carl Darlow was selling his PS5. Got home from work to see that Rob Dickey has scored yet another banger for QPR in the Big Deer Cup. Every time I see his name, I'm reminded of the time from back in his Cheltenham days when he came to my till in Sainsbury's and bought a packet of digestive biscuits. To this day, this is my footballing claim to fame. Anyway, on the subject of players selling things to the public and buying things from the public, although I accept I don't own the entirety of Sainsbury's, (laughs) I wondered if anyone else had sold or bought something from a pro footballer. If so, what are the strangest? So, um, I personally haven't Mm. done that. but um, Oh no, I sold Alan Kerb uh, (laughs) some music when I worked in HMV in Lakeside I can't remember what he bought which is remiss of me Um, but yeah so I mean that gets the ball rolling Kirbishley's brother he worked in the music industry for a while I think Um, yeah I'm not sure I'm not sure I remember remember him coming into HMV and all all of us being very excited about it I can't remember it was it make I, something I can, up. It was um, the best of Daphne and Celeste uh, uh, Slayer. <laughs> no, I can't. I absolutely can't remember. Um, but yeah, it was probably the deal or no deal 
board game. That was a big seller that Christmas, I remember. <laughs> but yeah, if, any, if you've got any experience of, of selling a football or something or buying something from a footballer, get in touch, show at footballramble.com. Yeah, I saw Alfie Mawson doing a big shop in Sainsbury's once. Yeah? Yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> Why is that funny, Andy? <laughs> Whenever I think of him, I think of him getting that England call up and going, I can't believe it! It's yeah. brilliant! It's like, oh, it's never going to happen again though, is it? If you that... react like that. Yeah, but to be... <laughs> he was right though, wasn't he? Well, he? yeah. God bless him. Saw him there. Keep a clean sheet with Fulham against Hull the other week, Andy. What about you? You ever sold anything other than no, although illegal um, things to footballers? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> although um, Ricardo Cavalli used to come to the tyre garage opposite the, uh-huh. the, the the flat that I lived when I lived in Southwest London. Oh yeah. And um, when, when I went in there to get my tyres changed, the man always complained that he tipped a pound. Right. Mm. I mean, I think it's quite nice to. T- I wouldn't tip in a tyre garage. No. no, but the perception was he should have tipped more. Do you know he's not? Well, tipped. If you if you are tipping, surely more than a pound. If you're a footballer, yeah, I should yeah, be. But, but but the, the the thing is, by the same token, he, he clearly had a free Chelsea calendar off them because there was a free Chelsea calendar on the there was a Chelsea calendar on the wall. Signed. That's, that's, that's a signed. weird tip. Yeah, you can have a calendar. I'm June. Like, that's really strange. It's that's always going to be June in your place. I, I think the guy's probably just a Chelsea fan. I don't think Ricardo Cavallo is handing out Chelsea calendars. Or pounds, probably. Yeah, he might hand out the pounds, yeah. yeah. Why not, eh? Why not? Maybe he's not aware of, like, maybe it's like uh, your grandmother not realising what inflation is and handing you a 10 pence piece in, yeah. like, 1998 going, don't spend it all at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Oh dear. Right, gentlemen, back to the Carabao Cup. Burnley uh, got a win against Newcastle on penalties. Newcastle um, have got one of the domestic cup competitions out the way before the end of August. A bit of a shame for them at St. James's Park because they had some good chances, my goodness. Um, Steve Bruce, though, always thinking positively and philosophically, Mm -hmm. said, I don't think we have done much wrong despite not winning. We haven't lost on the night. They haven't lost on the night, no. Marcus. So I, they they will remain undefeated in mm-hmm. that cup all season. Indeed. And I he mean, spoke of how he celebrated England's Euro 2020 triumph as well. <laughs> we held the Italians! <laughs> I mean, you're, you're going some to create a situation where it's the school holidays, it's £10 to get in, five are for children, and people still feel like they've overpaid. Yeah. Andy, how they, did they lose on the night? No, they did not lose on the night. The answer is yes on penalties. They did make, yeah. But they did make everyone stay up way past their bedtime yeah. for no goals and a defeat. Well, he added, in my personal opinion, we deserve to win. We probably deserve to win two games. Nah. I mean, they even had uh, the penalty shoot. I mean, with that, yeah. It's not like they didn't have chances, to be fair, is it? But they none of them went in. Steve so (laughs) it's done now isn't it it's a great shame because if I may compare them to uh, Arsenal and Southampton you know Arsenal and Southampton not had the best of starts in the Premier League despite Southampton getting a very credible draw against Manchester United of course and Newcastle not had the great starts as well Southampton and Arsenal that's it go into the cup play an inferior side go and get a big score now I know Burnley are a Premier League side as well but Newcastle it's kind of like no I think come on West Brom's youth team and Newport are very different from Burnley yeah that's true I'm being a bit harsh also the return of Aaron Lennon the return of Aaron Lennon the immediate return of Aaron Lennon as well yeah Mm -hmm. because they announced him like is re-signing and re-signing and then like 15 minutes later he's playing in the game it's brilliant (laughs) that's the new thing isn't it because Edin Dzeko played his first game for Inter and then they announced the signing after he'd actually scored. That's amazing. 
That's mm, pretty good. Isn't I it? mean, there's no coming back from that. That's Nandir, I suppose, now, isn't it? Um, I mean, more he, of that, he's, please. he's really done the announcement. What's the point in yeah. doing an announcement yeah. after that? Absolutely. Yeah, um, Jolinton scored a penalty. He's nice to see. Looks yeah. very strange. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we know we're hitting the back of the net. More of that, Joel. Uh, Southampton hammered Newport, of course, 8 0 to record their biggest ever away win. It's nice to see a big score like that. Yeah. And Southampton not, be on the right end of it. Not nine, though, is it? No, it is nine. Yeah, losers. Uh, it was Newcastle, Newport's uh, first game on their newly laid pitch, which is maybe why there was no cup set, Andy, because we know Newport, they do like a cup set down there against the bigger side. In the mud at Rodney Parade, they uh, certainly do. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a brief stoppage as two Newport fans had a bare-knuckle fist fight on the front row. Yeah. I mean, it would have been weird if they'd have had boxing gloves on. Yeah. Just say. It, it would have been much better, <laughs> let's be honest, because like, a fist fight is actually, all joking aside, it's a really horrible thing to yes. witness. It really, really is. Whereas if they had boxing gloves on, it would add a little comical sprinkling. Yeah, although bare knuckle does make it sound like it was organised. <laughs> it, like it was always going to happen. <laughs> Most fights are bare knuckle. Yes. Uh, unless they happen in the winter. Where people have got their gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> I assume <laughs> mittened fights. <laughs> oh dear. But yes. Uh, well, Woolen knuckle boxing. <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me uh, but yeah so uh, the draw of course for the Carabao Cup next round is out and as we say Arsenal face uh, AFC Wimbledon yeah. which uh, is is the tie of the round I would say um, Andy Champions League qualifiers have uh, been happening and uh, Sheriff are in yes. they've bloody well done it they, they drew nil-nil with Dinamo Zagreb which means they've become the first ever Moldovan side to qualify for the Champions League group stages it's taken them 18 attempts to get there but they've bloody well done it they have and um, really what is more of a fairy tale on a on, on a Thursday morning than um, a club that's won the league 19 out of the last 21 times qualifying for the, the Champions League proper Andy and that they wouldn't describe themselves as Moldovan by the way yes well they actually yeah, from the unrecognised breakaway republic known as Transnistria I think that's pronounced. Which is quite an interesting sort of part of the world. I'd implore anybody to have a little, have a little. Yeah, uh, they've, they've, still, they've still got a hammer and sickle on the flag. Yes, wow. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Would you call that old school these days? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair to do so. You know, they have a player called Adama Traore, which is always quite nice to see his name. Uh, so yes, they they will be seen as the whipping boys. But you know, if they if they've won that many domestic league titles, Andy, you've got mm. to take them seriously. Uh, the Champions League draw will take place later this afternoon. Uh, isn't Gareth Southgate going to be naming his England squad later today? Apparently so. Oh, something for everybody. Get Wilshire in. Get <laughs> in the shop window. does seem unlikely. Um, but yes, that'll be nice because, of course, the World Cup is only just over a year away. And Weird I'm, to think. Yeah. I say a year and a few months, if you, if you see what I mean. Happy Christmas 2022. Oh, big time, Andy. Big time. FIFA know how to treat us, don't they? Do they not? They know how to treat themselves as well. Well, though. speaking of FIFA, um, they've been classified as victims of their own corruption scandal. <laughs> this was, uh, of course, back in sort of 2015. Jim, do you not... It was a great time around then when when everybody suddenly realised what FIFA were up to, thanks to the, yeah. largely the good work of uh, Andrew Jennings, who should have got a bloody knighthood for that, by the yes. way. Uh, but, you know, we used to talk about FIFA for, for many, many years on the show and, uh, and whatnot. And uh, it was wonderful when... That when day when the FBI came and knocked in. Oh, come on. Couldn't believe it. It was like a movie, wasn't it? It was. Well, Andrew Jennings said that, you know, because he'd been um, working as an investigative journalist for, for many years, covering all sorts of uh, uh, corruption and all the rest of it, across the board, not just in football or in sport even. And when he started to delve into the, the murky depths of, of uh, FIFA headquarters, 
Uh, you know, he used to do a lot of fine work on this, but other than, you know, us and a, and a handful of other footballers, not that many people were sort of listening to him really across the board. Yeah. And then he said, suddenly the FBI turned up and I had men with guns on my side. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, here we go. Uh, so, uh, um, yeah, incredible, really. So, yeah, so the, the, the story still has, it's still ongoing in part, if you see what I mean. So, yes, they've been classified as victims of this uh, FIFA, of their own corruption scandal. They are incredible, aren't they? I mean, it is Char- Charlie Kane, take no. <laughs> <laughs> they and two regional bodies will receive $200 million. <laughs> what? How? <laughs> Andrew Jennings, we need you. Yeah. Send up the Jennings bat signal or something. It's, Get him back on it. Someone explain this. How is it How is it possible? Yeah. I, th- I think that it's, it's interesting because this has maybe sailed under the radar for a couple of people because of the other FIFA story where um, Gianni Infantino's put out that statement saying that um, the Premier League and EFL clubs just need to get on board and let their players go to red list countries in the international break. He did say that. Yes. Come on, let's 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 all let's all muck in. Come on, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, Andy, which um, I I find a bit obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he is obnoxious? I mean, he is the head of FIFA. To be fair, I'll being t- obnoxious what, is, the, the, is the least of their worries. On though. on this day of uh, the Champions League draw, I. I Despite everything, quite missing from the Champions League draw, he, yeah. he knew yeah. how to he knew how to put on a draw. What about Set Blatter? Do you miss him? <laughs> yeah, I well, old Set still facing a long running probe into his payment to Michel Platini. I mean, that was so. This is just it's one of those. This is like a big filibuster, isn't it? Yeah, That's what it's, it's, it's it's the equivalent of yeah. that. It's just going on and on and on. He said last week he is feeling optimistic and he's not afraid of going to trial. No, because he will never go to trial. It won't happen. Yeah. It, it, it should have happened. That what? sounds a bit like he's going to represent himself, though, doesn't it? Oh, that would be good. You know, that would be, that'd be a, a fun time. Yeah, we'd all, we'd all look forward to that. My goodness. Gentlemen, I'd like to, to, to end the show with something genuinely positive. Uh, something that Belgium have done, which will change the game of football. Certainly at a grassroots level anyway if you can call it grassroots. From the 1st of September in Belgium, anyone who accidentally kicks or throws their football into a neighbour's garden will have a legal right to retrieve it. Now, this has been the scourge of many, uh, if that's the right expression. Many a childhood. Many a childhood. You kick the ball over or you get stuck on the roof and your neighbour says, well, no, I'm... Yeah. You, you keep in... smashing up my plants. Yeah. I'm going to take away the thing with well, which you are doing that. Well, where my school was in, in Edinburgh, there was obviously like the, the edge of the, the field, there was there was gardens and so on. I mean, when you're kind of like a six or seven-year-old kid and someone says, if this ball comes over again, I'm going to stick a knife through it. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite yeah. threatening. It's scary. <laughs> yeah, I, I got threatened by a uh, workman with a pickaxe once. That in Scotland as well. Wow. <laughs> Good old South London. No, he, he um, said uh, my ball just touched the wheel of his van, and he swung a pickaxe through the ball. And he said, "The next time that ball touches my van, that ball will be you." Blimey! But appara- apparently, it was fine to speak to kids like that, that in the nineties. Absolutely <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. So, but did he? Did, did you say he when he hit it with a pickaxe? Did he? Did he burst the ball? Did he ruin it? Yeah, I mean, pickaxes tend to do that. To, no, to but footballs. I couldn't understand because you because if he's ruined the ball, then he says the next time the ball comes here, it's like, well, it's not going to. You've yeah, killed. You've that. killed the ball. Yeah. So he, he's actually. Got yeah, his, it's silly, really, isn't it? Because because when you said that, I thought did yeah. he like sort of knock it away like a golf club, which would have been quite impressive. What an absolute failure of a man. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know, Andy. Why are you kicking your ball at a man? <laughs> yeah, it's not very accurate, are you? So, yes, yeah, so um, uh, right now a neighbour in Belgium has to return the ball and can deny you access to their garden to do that. Presumably because it's their property. I'm shocked at that. I thought it was already a legal right, having spent quite a lot of recent years, because my kids aren't quite tall enough to climb over the longest wall in our garden mm. yet. So it's always me who has to, uh, go around to and get the do ball it, back. make sure not to step any plants, throw the oh. ball back. Because the neighbours are never in it to throw it back. Well, yeah, if they don't know, Andy, you're getting away with it there. But apparently, certainly in Belgium anyway... A neighbour, as I think in most countries of the world, can deny you access to their garden because it is their property. But Professor Vincent Sargat, who helped draw up the new law, said you have to... I love it how he explains this as if yeah. you might not know how this will work. You have to ring the bell of the neighbour and ask first. But if they refuse or are not at home, you can still enter the garden to quickly get it back. What's the point in asking them then? Yeah. But only to look for your ball or animal. Not to take other things because that is still just called theft. I love the I love the the conflict in this. Like if they say no, it's still your legal right. Yeah. Like well, as I say, what's the point? I'm just going to run around the back. See you in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Yeah. I'm just going to climb over the fence, possibly break it. Uh huh. What are, it's better for you I'm to gonna, let me get it. What about take the that animal? animal? I'm going to take that animal. But that's is that your animal? Well, it's not yours, is it? Yeah. Presumably, it's the, an armadillo. It's both. The the dog or cat has chased the ball. And that's why they've ended up. If, if they've climbed over, they can climb back, can't they? Andy, I admire what they're doing there, but I, I think chaos will ensue in, in the fine country of Belgium. <laughs> there we are. Right then, everybody. Uh, on tomorrow's show, I'm back with Lukey and Petey. Promises to be a cracker. Until then, thanks very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. See ya. Thank you, good listeners. Good luck, everybody. Rumble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.